You are listening to episode 47 of the Less Stress More Fun podcast. Today we're getting back to basics and talking about work stress. You are listening to the Less Stress More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello, how are you today? Today, I am starting the first in a five podcast series. So these are going to roll out in September. There are five Thursdays in September in 2022 when these are being recorded. I'm doing a back to school theme this year. What would be better than just taking everybody to the less stress school? (laughs) Did everybody hear that? As my sweet dog Bailey in the background there took a deep breath of (laughs) de-stressing. Hopefully that puts us all in the mood to talk about stress and what to do about it. I really hope that these episodes provide a lot of value to you, bringing us back to the basics. I always loved back to school, fresh school supplies and, you know, getting to know new people. In a lot of cases, I was in a new school. I was in a new school almost always every year. For me, too, as I'm coming up actually on the the year of doing these podcasts for you, I thought it'd be just kind of a nice little palate cleanser for me as well. Today, we are going to focus on stress as it relates to work, whether you're employed full-time for money or not, if you're running your own business, whatever work looks like for you. This is something that comes up so frequently in my coaching sessions and something that I have a lot of passion about is why is work so stressful? First, let's just look at why work is stressful. Like, what are the reasons that people will cite that work is stressful? As you know, in this podcast, we're not going to talk about the situation is stressful. It's going to be what's the aspect of it that makes it stressful? It's not necessarily always the circumstance. It's how we're reacting to the circumstance that really takes stress from something we can manage, you know, just like events happening in our life to something that we would actually label as stressful. One of the things that I personally think is kind of stressful about work is that there isn't a sense of any breaks. It's just you show up to work and you finish your day and you show up to work and you finish your day. There isn't a cycle built in and there isn't a standard progress. I think a lot of times for most of us, we go to school and school starts and ends. When we're in college, there's the semester start and end and there's a curriculum. We have a pretty decent sense of what's expected of us and when. And there's like a cycle built built in. And that isn't always the case with a lot of jobs, especially a lot of knowledge work that we have. Another reason that people will bring to me for feeling stressed out at work is that knowledge work, it's very poorly planned. There's a lot of ambitiousness (laughs) in how knowledge work is planned. I laugh because um, I've been in project management and in technology for a very long time. One of the things that seems to be true is, especially when you're developing something invisible, the appetite or the ambition for what can be accomplished in a time frame is usually far more 
optimistic than it is in practice because problems arise and situations come up and you're encountering things you haven't encountered before. And yet we, we, the collective we, seem to do a terrible job of planning to reality. <laughs> That's often been a point of friction in project management is I've, I'm asked to, you know, design or plan to something that's really unrealistic. And there's a lot of waste in the work that's being done as well as people are stressing out and complaining about it. And then discussions happen and it can feel a little bit like a spiral. Which leads me into a third reason that I think people feel stressed at work. There's a sense that everything needs to be done fast. It has to be fast. We're speeding up. Everything has to go quickly. I really can't imagine many jobs where slowing down is actually part of the job. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some body work. You are encouraged to be slow, but really think about it, how we're supposed to, whatever pace we're supposed to be working at, it's usually considered not fast enough. Ah, that's stressful. I think another source of stress at work is the expectation that people are always supposed to be available, we're supposed to move our schedule to meet that meeting, this like always available to whatever the priority of the moment is. And oh, by the way, everything is high priority. Everything, right? It's like, what's top priority? If everything's top priority, nothing's top priority. Really think about it in your work, how often things are communicated as if they were of equal, that there's this equal priority to everything. And that we'll just figure it out, that there's always going to be space to accommodate whatever is being asked. And this is kind of a sneaky one. But as I was thinking, why are people stressed at work? I was thinking that there's almost an expectation that everybody's supposed to have strengths. And there's almost no accommodation for or acceptance of or tolerance for or even embracing of weaknesses. I personally, I see in a lot of corporate environments and I hear through the clients that I work with this sense that everybody's supposed to be exceptional all the time. <laughs> everybody's supposed to be a rock star. And there doesn't seem to be acceptance that we're not all going to be super high performers and everything all the time. That shows up in friction between colleagues, for example. Great. So work is stressful. I gave you all these reasons for it. So what? You know how I always say, so that's happening. Now what? What can you do about work stress? Well, I'm going to give you three categories of activities that you can do. The first one is pay attention to your inner narrative. This was something that really changed my whole relationship with work, is realizing how much the way I'm talking to myself about the work, about the people, about myself, was amplifying my negative experience of work or what I was labeling stress. Really pay attention. How are you talking to yourself about it? Is it actually true? Even if it's true, is it helpful to think about it that way? Pause. Listen to how you're talking to yourself about things. Notice what the habits are of thinking. I find that a lot of people that I work with, they're almost rewarded for developing these negative habits of 
thinking about and interacting with their work. It can be really difficult to see and unwind some of those thinking patterns, but when you do, it's really powerful. Pay attention to your inner narrative, how you're talking to yourself about the events, people, of your job, and about yourself and your role at work. The second thing that I definitely want to encourage you to do is to avoid venting. (laughs) I'm laughing because I have, I love to vent with people. That is an urge that I have. Like some people feel an urge to eat a box of Oreos to relieve the stress. I like to vent to people. I'm not proud of this. I've learned that what happens when I'm venting with someone else, what I'm really doing is I'm I'm amplifying my drama by bringing someone into it. And really, what I really want to do is for them to agree with me. Like, isn't this terrible? Oh, yes, it's so terrible. But that doesn't help anybody. I really genuinely don't feel that much better at the end of a venting session. All I've done is take my productivity and the other person down in the process. Now, I'm not saying if there's something where you want to talk it out and find a solution, or if you're like, you know, I'm seeing this, are you seeing this too? I don't think that's venting. I think that's collaborating with your coworkers or your friends and family to find solutions or to even find acceptance of the situation. Like, oh, this thing that I think is totally wacko about that company, blech, most companies are totally wacko the same way. But yeah, avoid venting. I'm telling you, if you put a pause on yourself, I think that's a, an incredible way to manage stress. For one thing, it doesn't take you down a distraction and it encourages you to go back to that first suggestion. Pay attention to how you're talking about things. You know, venting to someone else, if you take that off the table and you're like, okay, it's me and my thoughts, what am I going to do about it? The third suggestion that I have for you around managing work stress is to protect your mental contribution by setting boundaries. So that's a lot of fancy words. What do I mean by that exactly? Well, if you're a knowledge worker, you're being hired to contribute not just your hours, but your your intelligence, your problem solving, your creativity, your experience to solving business problems. And that doesn't mean doing it within a set block of hours. It doesn't mean just being available to everybody. I'll share for you in working in corporate when I started renegotiating my relationship to work because I was tired of being stressed out and grumpy all the time. I started to say, okay, so what is my energy cycle in a day? Are there times I'm going to block on my calendar and keep it as if I had one of those doctor appointments that it takes six months to get in to see the specialist? I started protecting my time. I gave myself time to prepare. What I found, even though I was maybe less available to everybody else's priorities, my contribution to what I was actually being paid to do, the quality of my work and the quantity of the work went up. So I was willing to listen to some grumbling. Boy, you have a busy schedule. It's hard to get on your schedule. 
You bet it is because I'm being paid to do this job and it doesn't mean just sitting around in any old meeting someone has. And what that actually encouraged the people around me to do and encouraged me to do is to think about how can I use instant messaging in a way that's as efficient as possible? How can I use email in a way that's as efficient as possible? And how do I protect my calendar to deliver the highest quality work? Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know how much easier it is to say this than to do this. Keep in mind what you're being paid to do and what your boundaries are. I'm telling you, if you tidy it up on your side and you set expectations for people to work with you in an organized, predictable manner, it actually can contribute more to the kind of organizational culture I think we'd all like to work in. It's just something I want to put on the table for you to consider. And you don't have to do everything all at once. The way I changed my relationship to work was a progression over time. It started with not allowing notifications on my phone on nights and weekends. And do you know what? Those sun kept rising in the east. It was incredible. So you know you, but if you're feeling stressed out about work, really, really evaluate where you could start setting just small changes in your systems, your patterns, or even what we would call boundaries. So that's what I have for you on this Less Stress Basics podcast about work. And I have an invitation for you. My invitation for you is in the next week is to keep an informal tracking system of your thoughts about work, about the people at work, about yourself and your relationship to work. Do you think you do a good job, a bad job? It depends. Monitor that for a week. Just notice when your mood is up and down. What are you thinking? Ask yourself what your thoughts tell you about how you're protecting your mental, emotional, physical contribution to your work. When you can manage your work, you can manage your calendar, and most importantly, you can imagine how you talk to yourself with your thoughts, you can really, really make a significant decrease in your work stress. I'm here to tell you the things that I'm offering to you. It sounds like a lot. And when you practice them, you start noticing your inner narrative. You stop venting. You protect your contribution, the thing you're being paid to bring in the first place. You can completely change your life because work stress is real. High-performing jobs have a lot of stress. We're almost told to go in the world and act stressful. And if you can change that relationship for yourself, I'm telling you, the way you're perceived as a leader in your organization is probably going to change for the better. Because people like working with people who are dialed in and contributing and solving the important problems. All right, this is first in a series of five. I can't wait to talk to you about the different kind of stresses here during Less Stress School. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast 
Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.